Hey, what the world is going on, Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans? It's your boy, Big Game James. That's right, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive lineman. And this is Game's Peter Perspective. Tonight, I had to bring you the special Tampa Bay Buccaneers Detroit Lions preview. And I have a guest that's going to help me do that. Big time Detroit Lions fan. Stay tuned. Get ready for the ride. NFL fans, we are getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. That's right, week two of the NFL playoffs and a matchup that I am waiting for, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions, a rematch of what went down in week six. But what fun is doing a show if you got to get on here and do it by yourself? I had to take this call from my man. He reached out to me. He said, yo, you got to let me on the show. I said, matter of fact, we're going to do a special show all by ourselves. So tonight on Games Peter Perspective, I bring in Detroit Lions fan, part of the Puff Sip Chat family, no other than Stick Man Simp. Simp, welcome to the show, baby. What's up? What's up? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Excited. Man, you are doing great things with your podcast. I love it. Great content. You you give you give some good perspective from, you know, a person who's played in the league and and it's it's just really good man really good I, I i just enjoy what you talk about and uh i, I learn a lot and i'm glad to be here and uh who would have thought in many years that we would be in this position right now uh it's exciting for it's exciting for us uh michigan fans detroit yes. fans you know 30 years in the making and you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy. I, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Hey, Simp, I gotta ask you a question, dog. Because when you guys hired Dan Campbell, and I saw the press conference, I was like, yo, what the hell are the Lions doing? There's no way in hell they seriously hired Dan Campbell as a coach, and they're gonna get things done. Now, I've always been a man to when I make a mistake and I'm wrong on something. Right. I ate, I ate all the crow on this one. I was wrong big time. But you being the fan that you are of the Detroit Lions, what was your thoughts when Dan Campbell was introduced as the Lions coach? Well, see, I'm 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 gonna be honest with you, because not only am I eating crow, I'm eating black hawk, I'm eating <laughs> raven, any black bird out there, I'm eating it because I was like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? What? In the haberdashery and hemoglobin, I stole that from somebody. It's not mine original, but um, but but you know he he was talking about that that gritty football. You know, you knock us down on the way back up, we are gonna bite you on the kneecap. You, That's you, what got me. Yes, exactly. Yes. And and you know we all joked. I'm just sitting there like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Now look at all of us across the board. We're all saying, wow. I see what he was talking about. Yeah. 
And, you know, as a player back in the day, we played, Ben Campbell and I played around the same time. We laughed a little bit. So, you know, he wanted to be, he was a Jeremy Shockey wannabe. Long hair, hanging out his helmet. But he was the same type of player that he is a coach. And so hearing the press conference made me laugh, made me crack up. But seeing how he played on the field, how he tried, how he worked his ass off to, you know, to be that guy, to make a roster, to make a team, I shouldn't be surprised really by what he's doing. Um, needless to say, people always ask me about my experience and my time playing football. Right. And people don't realize when I first got in the league, the Lions and the Buccaneers were in the same same division. It was yep. all it was the NFC Central. So I used to have the, you know, I played in Pontiac in the Silver Dome. Um I got a chance to witness Barry Sanders last season, my rookie year, and I still tell everybody, I was like a kid on Christmas. I was on the Sanders sideline. I was just like, my mouth wide open, like, that's that, that Barry Sanders. After the game, you know, you go up, players talk, high five, talk to each other. I'm a bit, Mr. Sanders, how you doing, sir? I mean, it was, it was, a, it was amazing to see what he did for that franchise and then – to be able to play them. So I'm excited because it brings back some of those old days of the NFC Central to me that, you know, I missed. I still hated it. Like, why the hell we got to go to Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit, and Green Bay being all the way from Florida? The NFL was wrong for that. But needless to say, we did what we had to do. Uh, somewhat of a rivalry renewed. We get to go in there this week. And we saw you guys earlier this season. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let you get your spill in, because week six, we break out the cream sickles. I was like, perfect team to do it against Detroit. They, they, they're they playing better, but this is going to be a good win for us. And lo and behold, Detroit wins this game, 20-6. to six. And I think it was at that point where people around the NFL kind of put on notice that the Detroit Lions were on a mission to try to make a statement. Well, regarding that game, a lot of people don't realize how close it was because Baker missed uh, a wide open. Um, oh, geez, what's y'all receiver name? Was it Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike missed Evans, a, yeah. a, a wide open Mike Evans down the down the field. So it there was just a couple of plays or, where that game would have been a whole lot closer. And you know we know that Tampa, the Bucks are a different team now than they were. Then, just like I went to the Monday night football game, uh, uh, Eagles versus the Bucks in Tampa, right? I was there with a group of guys, and that Buccaneers team was different. And the Eagles will show you, and, and it showed when they played the Eagles, yeah, we, we were different then. And uh, so you know, we're I'm saying we're like I'm about to get out there and, and, <laughs> stuff and stuff. It happens, bro. It's all we're, good. We are not, and I would hope that they're not coming into the because this is the playoffs. It it's it doesn't matter really. Your your it doesn't matter what your record is right now. As Dallas. because anything and and you know this, um, it, it's you know all that stuff is out the window. Yeah. You know, cats are playing. You know, to go to the next round and everybody's you know. It's there's no easy. Oh, we got this. No, no, it, it ain't no easy. Nothing. OK, so, uh, yeah, uh, look, look at uh, Green Bay and Dallas. Right. Lord, exactly. help. Exactly. it's the playoffs, baby. That's yeah. what it is. So um, just like you guys are a different team, 
yeah, we're 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 a different team as well. We're 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 a little different. So, but we don't have the record that you guys have in the playoffs. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to to Reggie. You know, stick man number one. He sent a uh, he sent out a a group text talking about, you know, hey, you know, Tampa Bay got some wins since uh, uh playoff wins, and like you're right, we're the ones that don't have any playoff wins versus. Um, outside of the one last week. So, you know, we're even though we're coming in, I think, as an um <laughs> yes. yes, we will leave Dallas out of this, but <laughs> it's always fun to be able to poke a little fun at Bruh. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. We're we're the ones coming in with no experience in 30 years. So, you know, that's why I'm nervous. Yes, I'm 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 confident, but I'm 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 a, a confident nervous person i'm not like oh we got this no by no stretch of the imagination because uh my my boy is just as prone as turning the ball over as your boy yeah so let's 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 take a few minutes let you run down what happened this past weekend i'm not gonna lie detroit lions came out hot and fast against the uh los angeles rams and the rams was a team that a lot of people said that they did not want to play i know my co-host from big game sports buzz the buff nerd jay Stocks, um was looking past green bay already talking about not wanting to play against the Rams because I think we both picked the Rams in the upset of Detroit. Now, um, I was pulling for Detroit, but I thought the Rams did certain things on offense that the Lions were vulnerable to. And it kind of showed that in the score. But when that game first started, three straight drives, three straight touchdowns, on fire, um, that couldn't really be stopped. I was like, oh, damn, Detroit's on a mission for real. Um, Then the Rams got some touchdowns going back and forth. And I know we're not talking about the Rams, but I will have to say my boy Sidney Halo tried to tell me about Puka Nakua. He worked with Sidney as a youth out uh, in Utah and in Nevada uh, playing Little League football up in the high school. And he's like, James, this kid's good enough. He He's going to be impact in the NFL. I'm like, yeah, okay. Dude, that was my first game really seeing them play, watching the Rams game and watching him on offense operate like no other. And – I liked what he did, and I think he helped give Tampa a, a, a blueprint of what they need to do. Yeah, he ain't give y'all nothing. Anyway, um, but <laughs> let me – I'm going to – let me give a shout-out to Puka Nakua. That dude showed his tail. Uh, is he a Samoan or Hawaiian? Yeah, he's, uh, he's Samoan. Okay. I'm going to tell you – you know those Samoans are known for either being linebackers or defensive line pretty much, right? Yeah. They they play fearless, right? Right. Imagine a receiver with that mentality. And he showed it. True. True. He showed it. And, you know, I, I tip my hat because I was like, who it will somebody put five people on him or something? But, <laughs> and, and he not only was he catching the ball, he was catching and running. And then yeah. eluding tackles, people had hands on him. So give him a shout out to that. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, now <laughs> we came out banging. We came out banging. You're right, we did. Um, and then I'm gonna talk about an intangible later. We came out banging. I just believe we haven't been good in our third quarter. We have not been a good third quarter team. Um, and then we get into a different mindset. It's like we 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 go into fighting for our lives, which in a lot of cases we've come out on top. Mm-hmm. And and of course, you know, uh Stafford, he's gonna sling it, and he was. 
you know, uh, in the second half. Um, and, and I think that that's something that they need to fix. They need to stop this, you know, getting up. I mean, if, if you, if you get up, okay, well, let's coast. No. And then at the last minute, now you're trying to, you know, survive. Cause right. that's all we did was survive their, their, um, onslaught. But I'm going to tell you the intangible. Yes. Matt Stafford was coming back to play against Detroit, mm -hmm. but the intangible on our end was greater. Here's a guy, uh, Jared Goff. He went to the Super Bowl. He with his team, right, right. And they let they, 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 yeah. and they and they and they kicked him out of town. Now he goes to now they swap quarterbacks. Now then that quarterback comes and wins a, a Super Bowl. And then he goes to this team and he's like, man, I was happy we got him because I'd rather have a um, experienced uh, quarterback than just to trade for some some uh, somebody else. Right. Right. So he had to prove to his ex team that I'm I'm good enough to be here in this moment and also to be able to say, I want to give this team their first playoff win in 30 years. Mm. I believe his intangible was greater than Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit. And and he was playing like that. Lights Do you know he went 21 for 21? Wow, yeah. That's he went 21 mean. for 21. No turnovers, he was slinging it until they started changing stuff, but he went 21 for 21 uh 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 that game. He did what he was supposed to do. Our defense kind of lightened up a little bit, but I I just think in in the end it's that intangible, you know, uh, like one of your favorite, uh, one of your favorite players, uh, uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady used to make up. Tom Brady used to make up a reason to be mad at the other team. Oh, they said something about my mama right. just to get mad, <laughs> just to get, just to get mad. So it, it, it boils down to that intangible. What get, what's get you up. And I just think for that day, I think, uh, the, the quarterback position, I think Jared Goff's uh, intangible was just much more greater than uh, Matt Stafford's. Man, you know, and, and one small thing, Inclement, they, you know, you look at this game preview for the Buccaneers and the Lions. They're both Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield, two former number one draft picks, yep. two years apart. Yep. Um, they both have something to prove. Everyone wrote Baker Mayfield off after being traded from Cleveland to the Carolina Panthers, which now we know was just a straight dumpster fire, right? Yep. Um, and here it is in any situation. You have to go replace what everyone calls the GOAT, the greatest to ever do it at the quarterback position in Tom Brady. Um, it's not a hard, you know, it's not an easy task to do. Oh, you so just skip over Jameis Winston, huh? You ain't even talk about Jameis Winston. I mean, which woman talk about the, the the last second touchdown that's about to get to that cut from the Saints against James the Winston was there longer than Brady was. He was, but what did James Winston win in Tampa, Sean? I mean, when it comes down to it. Now, I'll say this. I like James as a quarterback, and everyone talked about the 30 interceptions, but they didn't really talk about what it took to get the 30 touchdowns. The dude that's had true. four different had four different offensive coordinators in the five years he was in Tampa. It's, it's hard to do it with someone different telling you how to do it every year. So I don't fault Jameis Winston, but Jason Light, as a general manager, knew what pieces he had around him, and he made the move to yep. get the right person at the quarterback spot, which was Tom Brady. Because, look, Mr. Kraft and Brady and Belichick, 
the marriage was over in New England. It just wasn't going to work anymore. Mm -mm. Tom gave us the best chance to win and get our second Super Bowl title. And that's what happened. So for those reasons, yes, Jameis' ass is going to get skipped. He is going to get skipped and not talked about tonight. Okay. Okay. Jabo's a good dude, but not tonight, bro. So, yes. (laughs) You know, but realistically, I like an underdog story. Yeah. And a lot of people hate Baker Mayfield. And I was one of those ones, I was like, you know what? When Tom was first about to retire and he came back that last year, I mentioned why not go out to Baker Mayfield. Tom came back, didn't work. Um, I wanted to see Kyle Trask get a chance this year. I really did. He was a second-round right. draft pick, uh, early second-round draft pick, damn near first round, right? So let's see what we got in this guy. But Baker came in. He went over the locker room. He gave the Buccaneers some relevance because – Needless to say, this team was really built around his defense and Antoine Winfield Jr. But every time someone talks about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they talk about our quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So I think that helped from a standpoint of ownership, wanting the relevance still to be talked about once one quarterback left, getting another quarterback that can help keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. But, you know, up for comeback player of the year after the season he's having and what he's been able to do, and early on in the season, like I said, like you said, when we played y'all, it was bad. But these last five games, one four one, being where he is, he's he's made some decent plays and made it relevant again. I'm a football fan. Okay, I I love my teams. Sean, they want to know what's in your cup too. And somebody just <laughs> asked me. I put it on the screen. What's they want to know? Oh, what, I'm, what, I'm what sipping on. I'm sipping on a uh, a little bit of Tullamore Dew. It's an Irish whiskey, triple okay. distilled. So okay. tell them more do Irish whiskey. Um, so I love stories of of players. It just makes it exciting. Right. Um, don't really can't really say I like stories when it comes to that team with the star. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I like Baker Mayfield. I think he has a lot of grit. He 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 is like that underdog story, um, and you know, for him to be in this position right now you know wow you know uh uh uh, second round of the playoffs got got a got a playoff win on a on a new team you know and you know and and like you said a lot of people counted him out you know a lot of people counted him out and it's like but he had enough fight and you know he had enough fight in him and that's 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 what it boils down to i think a lot of times like I said, it's those intangibles. What what's gonna get you? What what gets you up? You know, right. I can say, come on, come on, Jamie, come on. D- d-. But if you can't get yourself up within, you know, and and it seems like that's what he's done. That's what he's been doing all year. But the same thing with Jared Goff. He's been written off as well. It was yeah. like, oh, he's going to the Lions to die. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like, okay, his career will be done after a while. And he, you know, they both are resurging right now. Right. You know, uh, I'll yeah, be honest with you. I'd prefer for this to be a NFC, uh, NFC championship game versus, you know, what it is now, because, right. of, of, you know, you talking about a, a story, you know, why, why not have, why not have this type of story? Um, but what this game, what makes me, what makes me just sit back and say, we'll see is because I've seen my quarterback throw three interceptions in a game. I've seen my quarterback in a three-game span throw 10 interceptions. 
in a three-game span, I've seen that. Soon as the announcer said, oh, yes, Jared Goff hasn't thrown any interceptions. Next thing you know, it's like it's one after the next, you know. <laughs> right. And and I've seen your quarterback do amazing thing. I've seen Baker do amazing thing, but I've also seen Baker get extra cocky. He was like, uh, throw it away, Baker. No, I can fit it in that tight window. Throw it away. I can fit it in that tight window, you know. So it's it's like one it's like one of one of those things. You know, so that's what makes this game to me exciting, nerve wracking. If I had hair, I'd be I'd be pulling half of it to be pulled out by now. But um, but, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this. But like I said, it this thing, I mean, your, your defensive line, y'all, what y'all, y'all blitz dang there every dang. We, we, we blitz a lot. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, too. But you said something a few minutes ago. You said do whatever it takes to get you up in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, y'all have a defensive back that's known for talking cash money shit. CJ Gardner Johnson. So he took a swipe at Baker the other day. He said, you know, Tampa Bay receivers would be great. I mean, would be a great group if they had a good, if they had a quarterback that could throw them the ball. Dang. Baker Mayfield, kind of, yeah, you know, that he, he said that. Yeah, he said that. And Baker Mayfield said, you know, that's good. He just need to go out and, and maybe study a little bit more film. He kept it real subtle with the jabs back. But, you know, those are the type of things where C.J. Gardner-Johnson is always the one that's trying to get in people's head and will come up with something and say something. And I think Baker took the high road with taking the jab. And it goes into a longer extent. I was reading on Buccaneers.com, and he said, you know, he's making references to when Russell Gage was here. Russell got hurt early in the year. That shows me that he's not watching film, even, you know, and he just got back. But um, my man granddaughter just posed a question. I'm going to pull it up real quick and see what it says. It says, question about which three 2023 rookies have impressed you the most? Uh, if any have impressed you, what kind of impact will they have in this game? Sean, y'all have done a great job with the draft picks that y'all loaded up on for getting rid of Matthew Stafford and getting Jared Goff. And you were able to get some key pieces. Are there any rookies right now uh, on the Lions squad that have really impressed you a lot? And you think what difference you think they might make in this game? If he has an all-out game, y'all really need to be looking, watching Laporta, our okay. tight end. That dude is 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 money. I know he's he's playing with like a a, a you know a slightly tender knee. Um, he only had a little bit of a play last week, but I mean, he did, they, we did get a touchdown to him. Um, but, but Laporta. Gotcha. Um, now let me see. Gibbs. Gibbs is not a rookie. No, he is. Jameer Gibbs is a okay. rookie from Alabama. Jameer Gibbs. That's right. That, Jameer that Gibbs. mother love it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He is, he, he still has a lot to learn from hitting the holes or waiting for the holes to hit to open up that's why montgomery is 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 such as effective as he is going through those those gaps i mean he'll break out on the side in a minute but you know he he could be dangerous now mind you gibbs didn't play it in week six and y'all hurt montgomery in week six right so he didn't play a full game right so we got both of them, you know, God willing, for the whole game. Right. And uh, but 
I, I think those two. Am I missing? Am I missing anybody else? That's a, a rookie. Uh, I know you was one defensive line, not Aiden Hutchinson, but the interior defensive lineman. I believe he's either rookie or second year. He was he was one of the draft picks, number fifty six. I think four on your team. Uh, I cannot remember his name right now, but he is a run stopper, and he can also get out the quarterback via pass. Yeah, it's, I know. I it's, think it's, it's like awesome. a, a linebacker. Um, but yeah, yeah. linebacker too. Y'all, y'all are young and good. But yeah. I know. Hey man, grandizer, the three for me. I'll put the question back up. That's what if anybody watching later, they'll see what's going on. But for me, the three rookies, the one guy I talk about all the time that I love to death. Is Yaya Diaby, a third-round draft pick out of Louisville. He leads the team with seven and a half sacks right now. Boy. He's able to get things done. He um, started – he 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 earned and won the starting job at about week seven, week eight, and he hasn't looked back since then. He gets after it. He has a motor. And if you're going to wear the number zero, you have to go out and make shit happen. You cannot wear zero and be a scrub. He's doing that's, that. That's what I'm saying. Um, that that the, the dude, the dude uh, gets it. The dude yeah. gets it. And then, yeah, yeah, I mean, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kalijah Kansi. Uh, at one point in time, he was leading all rookies with tackles for loss. He was actually in the top 10 for defense alignment with tackles for loss. Um, had a little stint where he was a little banged up and gets after it. Has a high motor. He reminds a lot of Buccaneer fans of Warren Sapp. And for to get that praise and that comparison early on in your career says a lot. And then first and foremost, i got to say Palmer, wide receiver. Fifth-round draft pick out of Nebraska. Dude, one of the fastest 40 times at the combine. A lot of people slept on him, passed on him, and he has been a great playmaker for the Buccaneers. And I believe all three of these guys have impact on what goes on in this game because we have to pressure. And, I mean, I'm with the, my keys to victory, I'm going to talk about a lot of this stuff. But right. all three of those guys will definitely be needed for what they've done. And Palmer brings a third receiver that we were nervous when Russell Gage got hurt this preseason. We were like, oh, shit. Who's our number three to uh, Godwin and Evans? Like, what are we going to do? And, dude, no sugarcoating. Mike Evans, the targets that he had and the drops that he had in that wild card game on Monday night against the Eagles, like, thank God everybody else went, um, you know, played the way they did. Uh, right. Big shout out to Kate Otten. But those three rookies are the rookies for me, Grandizer, that I believe are going to have to make the uh, make the plays and that are going to be key contributors for the Buccaneers to to have success and be able to try to come out of a fourth field with a win. Because, it, I mean, Mike Evans, man, I, and, and just watching him over the year, I've seen, you know, I've seen him make some drops. And I'm like, dude, you, you've been in it too long, even just to be making those. And, and, and I, you don't want to have a player where it's like, okay, which, which one are we going to have today? Which player are we going to have? Are we going to have the, right. the, the one that got glue all over their hands or ever so often? And, you know, that that's the that's the thing with that I see with Mike. I, I'm not saying he's going to be dropping passes on um, on Sunday. I mean, I hope he does. But, um, you know, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. It ain't like I'm rooting for him or nothing. But um, but, yeah, it's 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 things like that. And and. Um, you know, my man, the thing that kind of makes me a little nervous with uh, Jared Goff is him throwing in tight coverage. He he loves that. And it's like that. It, it just it just uh, he just barely gets it in there, but he gets it in there. Yeah. Shit. That's hey, shout out to my man, Christopher Cole. Chris, diehard Buccaneers fan. So good to see you on here, man. 
See, Cole, what's up? Hey, see, make sure you're in front of that TV, giving it all you got because you bring a different energy to our Buccaneers, bro. I swear, every time you know you 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 there, it you make a difference, man. We we really appreciate it. And granddad, yes, Brian Branch is a hell of a safety. He was a guy that I had for the Buccaneers big board. If he was available at a certain pick, he was he was not. I knew he was going to be going once we got a a Kansi. But Brian Branch out of Alabama yeah. is a damn good safety and has some damn good plays all season long. Um, and thank you, Grandizer. I love how he split the name, Sean, S-E-A-N slash S-H-A-W-N, but it is the prior, the free. Anyway, S-E-A-N. That's how <laughs> Just let everybody know. There it is. I'll put it back up for a second. <laughs> there we go. But, uh, hey, Sean, earlier on the first matchup, man, like you said, they had some plays. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense did not do a great job. Amaral St. Brown, I mean, the score was low and it was close. But Jared Goff threw for 353 yards yep. and two touchdowns. The edge, Tampa, 20-6. Baker Mayfield was 19-37 for 206 yards passing, no touchdowns, and he had an interception. I still think that the Baker that played against Philadelphia is better than that Baker. And I also believe – the Baker Mayfield against the Houston Texans. Our defense just let us down that game. Mm-hmm. Looking at this game, going into it, talking about your key rookies and who's going to help, what do you think are the Lions' keys to victory against the Buccaneers this weekend? Run, baby, run. <laughs> Listen, old school, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be fancy, but that's what wears a defense down in the fourth quarter. If you can run getting three to five yards per run, right? okay, that's going to be the key. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm sorry, we're, we're not flat, flashy like that. You know, we don't have a quarterback that's escapable. You get close to our quarterback and he's still got the ball, he's going down. Okay, we, we know that. He, he's about... Uh, as fast as a turtle uh, uh, in molasses <laughs> going uphill. Okay, so um, that it is, it is what it is. But um, you know, that's my opinion because our defensive secondary is a liability, and and that's and it's it's not even it's not even a secret. Uh, you saw how Stafford lit us up uh, uh, the week before. You saw heck. You saw how we got lit up. Uh, with uh, playing uh, Minnesota, so mm. um, I'm I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I, the longer we can keep Baker off the field from doing amazing stuff and getting these first downs, and that that's that's just my thing. That I, I just think our our run game is going to have to it's going to have to be it. That our two headed monster, and you know where where y'all where y'all asses down. Excuse my French. Right on with that. Right on with that. Dropped a bomb. Come on. On them. I um I honestly believe you said a lot of the things that I have down as my keys to victory. Keep you talking. Know, I'm getting my I'm getting my cutter. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um what I said we need to do. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's it's quite simple. And it says a lot when you say this about what people need to do. But Sean just said it. They need to run the ball, run, 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 and keep the game out of Jericho's hands. My first key to victory and first point is we need to 
Hey, what's up, Cartier Walker, Pewter and Red? Yes, sir. Um, that's my hey, Cartier man. Love every time you come on, especially after you finally on the uh, on with my man, Big Little Country. But we got to stop the run. Gibbs and Montgomery, two headed, uh, two headed monster man. They do great things with the ball in their hands. That was really the difference in that game last week when they needed it. Um, I think it's easy to say stop Amaral St. Brown. We know what he can do as a receiver. He's a great talent. And um, uh, James Williams, I mean, they have great receivers. But for me, stopping the run is big. We've got to stop Montgomery and Gibbs. We've also got to put pressure on Jared Goff. But we got to find a way to pressure without blitzing as much as we do. We blitz a lot. We bring a lot of pressure. We disguise things. We do a pretty good job of it, right? But there's got to be a way on certain downs we can, after stopping the run and putting you in the passing situation, we can get there without having to play and a lot of man coverage from bringing the extra blitz. And then we're going to protect Baker. That pass rush that you guys have, you're good up front. Aiden Hutchinson has been an impressive player since drafting him. Um, like I said, you got the other interior defense linemen that I like a lot. You guys get after it very well. We've got to protect Baker and let him feel comfortable in the pocket and be able to expose what the Rams expose, which is a little bit passes over the middle and the way they're able to get the ball outside to Nakua. Cade Otten last week against the Eagles had a great game. That helps open up Mike Evans and Chris Godwin along with Palmer. So we're going to have to really get a get the ball in the middle of the field. And the only way we can do that is protect Baker Mayfield. All right, let me see. Let's go. We're going to go to some of these comments real quick. Let's yeah, see what they, people are saying. All right. So Cartier says they have four players that have 10 touchdowns. Yeah, man, they got some weapons on offense. We know they do. And I don't know if this can turn into a shootout or will turn into a shootout. Y'all know me being a former defensive player. I don't like that shit at all. I want to <laughs> keep it low scoring. I like boring football. The football I like, people don't want to watch. But, yes, 10 guys, I mean, uh, four guys with 10 different touchdowns, that's major. And then let's see what Cartier just said. Can we Tampa 2 cover them all game, you think, or is it outdated? Cartier, the thing with the Tampa 2 is the reason Tampa 2 worked so well when we ran that back in the day under Monty Kiffin as defensive coordinator is we could get pressure with four people. Um, when you can get pressure with four, it allows you to have those corners sit in that zone and those two safeties high over the top and play it a little bit different. Um, the way the game is now, to way, the way it's spread out, it's a little bit more difficult to play uh, that Tampa 2, especially that we're more of a true, we're more of a three-man front now, and those defensive ends are, are really slash outside linebackers the way they do things. So the Tampa 2 is not going to really work with the personnel that we have Although I love being associated with a team that got a whole defense named after them. You know what? Let me just inject something real quick. I love this format. Your viewers are chiming in, asking you questions. And you're giving them professional, you know, your professional opinion from your experience. I love that. You don't have many people that have a podcast that can talk to you like like big game, big game can talk to you. So I, I just I just wanted to throw that in. It was just like, you know, nah, appreciate that, man. You, you, can't, you can't ask. You can't ask me. You know, I can just give you my opinion unless you talked about wrestling, because I was a grappler back in high school, bro. I'm telling you, but I went to HBCU. We didn't have wrestling, so I didn't. But anyway, it ain't about me. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, we're not gonna I, start I love, talking about I love, I love how you answering questions and and you know 
and, and I'm sitting here learning. I'm just like, wow. I'm just I'm like, just just enjoying it. Just enjoying hey, the interaction. Hey, we you know we can't start talking about the intramural football stories from Bethune Cookman, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> um hey, James Houston outside linebacker is is if he's playing, can the Buccaneers contain him? Um, you know. We've been better on the edges than I thought we were going to be this year after making changes on our offensive line, Grand Grandizer. Um, like I said, they're good up front. They're good with what they bring. They're good when they bring that pressure. It's not. It's going to be tough. That's why. Also, you know, if we look back at the stats, I got it pulled up to talk about him in a second. Rashad White, just under 100 yards last week, getting more touches, getting more carries, doing a little bit more um, damage with the ball. We have got to get that run game established as well. And then it also helps. Canales is doing a better job of calling the plays the way that he has. And I think that it, it, it helps us out. Um, let's see, line X factor. So, yes, if we, can, we, we have to find a way to contain him along with everyone else that brings that pressure. And that's what's going to be a good thing. It's going, it's going to be a chess match. We're going to, have to see how it goes. Um, Cardia, you said something very interesting, and I know that I've talked about this uh, on Bucks Report and a couple other shows that I've done in the, over the last couple of weeks about um, Neil and being able to cover. Um, here we go right here. I want to pull it up while we talk. And it was about Ryan Neal. He can't cover nobody. Yeah, it's tough, and especially when you bring that pressure and what, you, uh, what we rely on as far as coverage goes. That's why we have to be smart and be able to get pressure without all the blitzes. And I believe Ty Bowles can be creative enough to get that done. Um you know, he's going to have to dig into his bag of tricks, man. It's not going to be easy. He's going to have to find a way, but we can get it done. Let's see. Chris said Bucks ain't giving up 30 points. You know, no, I don't I don't think it's coming off like that either. I think the defense has played a lot better, Chris. I believe that it's going to be a lot more solid game. Um, where, did, where did he see that the Bucks are going to uh, potentially give up 30 points? Was that – I don't, know if, opinion or? I don't know. I don't know if there's another thing going on in the chat. I didn't see anything else go by. But I think just in general, you know, we gave up 20 the first time. It probably could have been more. Um, we've had some lapses like a couple of times. Like to me, the worst game this season was the Houston, Texas game. And um, notice CJ Stroud, I think, has impressed and changed a lot of people's minds with what he's done this year. We lot. gave up, we gave up 450 yard pass and five touchdowns to that guy. And the points we gave up after Baker just went down the field and what it looked like was a game winning drop, right? So I think the Buccaneers defense at times this season, where it was supposed to be the strength of the team, made you like, what the hell are they doing? Made you scratch your head. So I think as Buccaneer fans, just everything is open for conversation and debate of what is or isn't acceptable, what you can or can't do. And definitely, no, 30 points. If we give up 30 points, Lions will be moving on to the uh, conference championship game. We definitely cannot give up 30 points at all. Here's the thing that you cannot account for in any football game. I don't care who comes up with the point spread or what have you. You can't account for tipped balls at the line. You can't account for somebody – uh, making a play, catching a, a pass, turning around, taking a couple of steps, and somebody coming through punching the ball out. There's just so many things you can't account for. And those are the things that makes me nervous about this game. Right. That, that's what, you know, that's like I say, you know, anything could happen, you know, but those are the things. So those are things you can't account for. And, and outside of, yes, you know, you know, uh, covering people, and uh, stopping a run or having a run game or, 
you know, but I'm going to tell you this, and, and I hope the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, franchise is not listening. Y'all got a quarterback that can get you at least five yards if the pocket collapse. Yeah, if he, if he uses legs, he's not bad at all. Um, and, and you don't have to. I ain't talking about you got to get 100 yards rushing. But what that does is that causes the linebackers to creep up. And guess who's wide open? I'm I'm just saying. Um, Cartier, um, you 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 you. I like this. I pulled it up on the screen. It sucks because the Lions had all that team included that Monday night game uh, to sit back on a team of time, sit back and uh, just watch our blitz packages. It's one thing to watch it. It's another thing to face it. Depends on if you face those type of packages all the time. Um, and they have a great. They have a good offensive line. Decker and Peel so. Um, they protect pretty well. It's, it's certain places on that line you're going to have to pressure. Most of it is going to have to be that, that A-B gap. I don't think a lot of outside pressure is going to work unless we're sliding or overload one side, depending on what we can do. And, again, that's going to depend on the formations that we see, the trips, twins, whatever, uh, with Laporta in there with the tight end in or if the tight end flexes out with a cover with somebody. So it's it's going to be difficult to see how we can we can change it up and not rush with just those three that four that's the hardest part about that three-man front you have to bring that extra piece in because of the numbers you got five offensive linemen right the three defensive linemen you got to bring two more to get that pressure then where are you vulnerable at on the backside? side is, your, is it your middle is it your deep end you know i'm not a big fan of blitzing but I think that's because of the school of football I grew up in, right? I grew up in the Tony Dungy era. I played for the Tony Dungy's and Monty Kipton's of the world. We got we got pressure with four. We never blitzed a whole, whole lot. And when we did, it was element of surprise, and it worked very well because of how we got after the quarterback, with, you know, with Sim and Seb and, um, you know, Lynch would come up sometimes every now and then. It was just, you know, uh, now, Brooks. You, you, you did say something uh, like – you know, they said the the comment was that they looked, you know, they had a chance to sit back and watch that whole game. What's up, Baite? That's my nephew. Uh, okay. He he chiming in from uh back back in Detroit. He, he okay. chiming in. Um, he says he's weary of Mike Williams and Chris Godwin, but if my Lions can apply pressure, we should be good. Um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, no doubt. Um. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I said, and that, yeah, he meant Mike, right. Mike Evans. Yeah, but that's why I said protect, and he's right. You're, you're definitely right with what could happen if that pressure is applied. But go ahead, Sean, finish that. Um, but what I what I was what I was saying what I was saying was uh, um, was that playing the game is different, but the confidence that I have with that blitz is that we have a run game that can sometimes run right past that blitz. Or screen uh, a screenplay past that blitz, so you mm. know even still. Um, but like you say, you you still got you you still got to play it. You you still got to play. The plays have to be made on the field. It has to be executed uh, on both sides of the ball. That's the thing that scares me because we our quarterback isn't mobile, but we also have the 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 potential to get out of it. With our with our run game and or uh, quick slant, Amon Ra, which I still that that name just sounds like a, a black superhero or something. I think you know, that name you know, should have been you know, in the Wakanda you know brother, series. You know, you know his brother's name, right? 
Equanimous. Yeah, Equanimous. Yes. Plays now, I think, for the Chicago Bears now. Uh, Granddaughter just dropped some nuggets. So I pulled this up. Chris Cole said, just on other shows that he's been watching, no, you know, no reason he put the 30 points. He said just that a lot of people are saying that it's going to be a shootout. And and Chris, I, I believe people are saying it's going to be a shootout because of what the Lions looked like last week against the Rams early on and Tampa putting up the 32 points they did against the Eagles. So I think it makes people think that it's going to be a shootout, which, man, I've gone so many different ways on this. I've looked at different (laughs) things online. I've read different things. I'm trying to see stat lines. But, you know, you don't know what it's like. It's late in the year. Most teams are not practicing full pads anymore, right? That's gone. They're uh, they're going through. They're trying to keep people healthy, protected. Um, it's hard to say. The first two series of this game is going to say a lot of what we can expect as fans. And I know as a former player, when I watch a game, my wife hates watching the game with me too because I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to see that again. Just let the game play. I'm looking at different things. Like, man, they kept repairing the way too fast. Oh, you dissected the game. Yeah, you he, dissected he the wrong way and he did this. Yeah. So – <laughs> I got to pull this up here in a second. So it's different ways you look at it. But me watching the game, not as a fan, but as a former player, um, I want to watch those first two series. I want to see, you know, the, the offensive coordinators go through that script and then kind of see what adjustments they're going to make and what can be done now to really see how the game's going to play out. Because early on, it's going to be written down, and then we'll see kind of what it goes on. Um our, our good friend, my family member, <laughs> had this to say about, <laughs> your about cousin, the Lions. That's, that's your family. Yeah, that's, that's my family. family right that's there. my family. So, hey, just, hey, shout out. The Raiders uh, today did name Antonio Pierce the new head coach. So, Antonio, Antonio Pierce did get the Raiders job today. I hope that works out for him. Um, what was his pay? What did, what did they pay him? I didn't even look. I just saw that they uh they agreed to retain him as the head coach. Nice. Hey, Sean Tucker. Yeah, I, I mean, Cardi, I agree with you. This game, um, it's it. We, we're we're going to see, and that's where I think we missed. We needed a another back that we didn't get added this year. We're doing the best that uh that we can. Um. The Lions are favorite, Granddads. I think you just looked that up. When I saw it earlier, I think it was six and a half points. Yes. When I looked at when I probably changed the line earlier. And just depending on how many podcasts and people Vegas talk to, that line is gonna change a couple more times. There it is. Yeah, over under four nine and a half via DraftKings and six and a half. Six and a half is what I saw earlier on ESPN site as well. Um hey. You know what? First of all, let me let me address that because you we got we got people all over America watching this podcast. We probably have a million people watching this podcast, so I have to address uh, your your uh, cousin. Shout out to uh, Ron Lambert, uh, Division One uh, cornerback, Wake Forest uh, head coach, uh, coached for twenty. 30, wait, it should be about 30, 31 years now. Long, long time. Coaching. And just because you coach don't mean you know everything about football. But anyway, I'm happy to be here right now. <laughs> like I said, talking about Detroit Lions. 
it uh what is it it it's uh late late in january you know yes. i'm here the raiders aren't here dallas isn't Ooh. here Ooh. okay so i'm happy you know oh, hey hey ron ron i just heard damn shots fired over um, the bow shots over the bow the next one i'm going straight for the hu the hull i'm going straight for the starboard bow say Grand, something else granddad you can let me pull this up and talk about it dude when i say this is one of the funniest <laughs> things in the world wait, that wait, I saw, did you see did you see that reporter that yes. asked that question to y'all coach so oh my god if y'all missed it every thursday is big game sports buzz and jay stoggs the buff nerd and i have a segment called oh hell not it's the things that we see in the news that make us just say, oh, hell no. Nah. This reporter asking Todd Bowles how they were going to adapt and adjust to the weather in Detroit was the oh, hell no. Nah, because he clearly looked at her and said, well, you do know that they play in the Dome. So we'll only be outside for about 20 seconds going from the bus <laughs> to the locker room. So, yes, grandizer. Thank you for putting that up. That's the That was the oh, hell no. Nah. And if you have never had a chance, if it's your first time joining us and seeing me, Please check out my uh, BG, uh, BGSE Network, Big Game Sports Buzz, Thursday nights, 8.30 p.m. Central Time. Scan that QR code that's up there in the corner. It'll take you to our link tree, all our uh, social media handles, Big Game Sports Buzz swag, everything else. So y'all make sure y'all check that out, please. Wow. Hey, Sean, I got a question for you. Let me pull this up for you. All right. Hey, Sean, how's the Lions lineman? Because NFL has the Lions with 31 sacks taken fourth in NFL. Damn, y'all giving up 31 sacks? Well, part of that is you know our quarterback is like mobile, non existent. I mean, literally, non existent. He's a drawback statue? No, I mean, hell, Peyton Manning could get away uh, more than. Uh, more than uh, than Jared Goff. I mean, I'm talking about my old teammate like that. Well, you know, but uh, <laughs> much respect, much respect. Shout out, oh, shout out to your old teammate. But, but the, this is, but we are one of the, our linemen, our, our offensive line is still one of the top offensive linemen. That's right now, that's still in the playoffs. And you can, you can look that up. Our, our, our offensive line is still one of the top that's still in the playoffs right now, which, which uh, matters a lot. And, and, you know, all that has to do, that has to deal with our run game. Right. You know, get a little, get a little split. It's, yes, we're a good passing team, but we don't have to rely on the pass. We don't have to be heavy pass. We don't have to go heavy pass. We can do what, <laughs> what Michigan did against Penn State in the second half. And with uh, McCarthy just handing the ball off the whole game, if the whole second half, if we need to. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, not not concerned about giving up a ton of sacks even you know we we've overcome those games where we gave up three or four sacks and still won the game because of our run game so that's what i'm hoping that you know um jared walks away with a clean uniform um by the time the the by the time the clock hits zero in the fourth quarter and just go from there so uh, what's that? How do you feel about seeing DL playing middle linebacker, and how do you feel about doing that? That's that's a you. That's a you question. Yeah, I was. Um, I was looking at something and trying to get uh, some pulled up. Chris, you know, different terms call for different things, and you do it. 
just to see how it's going to work and what's going to do it. Um, I say go for what's working. And um, one thing, Devin White's been playing better. Levante David is the leader that he is. Um, Levi linebackers the way they are. Um, Levi Yao on the outside, putting a hand down, Shaq. And I think we should be fine. Um, even if it's something that I don't agree with, if it works at that time, then you can uh, literally change my mind. You know, you can change my mind. But at the same it, time, if not, I want to see, you know, what's been working these last couple of weeks. Stick to it. And, you know, let's keep trying yeah. to have the success that we have. Even Joe Tryon Cheyenne has played a little bit better these last couple of weeks. And I was a fan of his early. And then middle of the year, I was like, yo, it's time for Yaya Diaby to get a chance. And he did. And we got better on defense. And Joe is playing better in situational uh, roles coming in to being able to pass. So, and and I'm 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 gonna say this. I don't know if uh you know some of your listeners uh recognize I enjoy the game of football, I enjoy the strategy and all of that. I'm not just a blind football fan where I'm just gonna just you know say my team is better, my team is better. You know, it's there right. there's um you know it's it's their strategy to this, you know, and you know, sometimes it's like do what got you there. Do what got you to this point. Definitely, you know, um, if I'm like I said, Tampa Bay is dangerous. Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, if they weren't dangerous, they wouldn't be in this position. They now and I'm going to say I'm going to say this. The, the NFC South was a shoddy division. There was three teams that could have walked away with with the with the championship. It could have been the Saints. It could have been Tampa. It could have been the Falcons. But the but the ones that put it together at the right time were the Buccaneers. And not only that, they they uh they they took out a team that was the runner up. I mean, if, if if was a spliff, come on, we now. all be high, right? NFC South now. was not as good as a lot of divisions, but yet at the same time. We show that we play when we need to. Like we said earlier, the uh, postseason is a brand new season. It starts mm-hmm. all over. But Cartier, to answer your question, C.J. Garner-Johnson, he took those shots because that's what he does. He tries to get into the head of the opponents that he plays against. He's been a known shit talker, trash talker his entire career. So that's what he does. He's trying to get in the head of Baker Mayfield. But I think the one thing that Baker has going for him right now, I don't know that they think he's pressing. I think he's one over the locker room. I think he's one over the organization. And I think he's just having fun. I think he's finally playing football, relaxed, and not looking over his shoulder and being the pressure, being that former number one draft pick that had to go out and perform early and all the time. C.J. Garner-Johnson gets on my nerves, and I hope that Mike Evans goes and eats his ass up because he talks so much, so much. And that's what, you know, that, that's what a lot of people do. They try to get under your skin. They try to get in your head. And but, that's why he took those shots at Baker. And Baker took the high road, man. But like like we say in Detroit, what up, doe? What up, doe? But, you know, that's that's it's 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 part of it. It's it's part of it. And, you know, we got CJ from um, we got CJ from uh, from the Eagles. Yeah, and as you can see, they, they thought he was washed up or what have you. But uh, he resurged as well. <sighs> And look, look how look how bad uh, the Eagles secondary has been. Uh, well, y'all know that because uh, Chris Bay. Yeah, we we and we showed y'all. Yeah. Hey, Cody, you are definitely right, and that's what I said. I laugh because realistically, 
the Saints game at home, we should have won. We easily could have finished 10 to 7. That would have just been two games behind the Dallas Cowboys and everybody else that finished 10 and 5, right? We did what we needed to do. We won the division. We got in the playoffs. Now, everything else is water under the bridge. I can give a damn about the division. I can give a damn about the 9 8 record because we very easily, not easily, we very likely can go win this game if we do the things that we need to do that I talked about in the keys to victory and, and advance to the NFC Championship game. And then people will go, well, they were just lucky. They were just this. People gel and get hot at the right time. Think back to the last Super Bowl. We looked bad early in the year. We're like, what the hell? We got Tom Brady. He looks like shit. That Chicago game, that New Orleans game early in the year, it was like, oh, hell no. We're not going to win nothing. They jailed at the right time. Baker and his offense, even Canales, this is his first time as an offensive coordinator. He's finally trying to get it right, making better play calls, making better choices and decisions. The team is getting hot at the right time. Ain't nothing more dangerous than a team that's finally figuring it out. Hey, as long as you, as long as you in the game, you got a shot. Any anybody does. That's the, I'm I'm just happy to be. Even though we had a, a good record this year, um, I'm just happy for us to be here at this point yeah. because I was looking every game that we played. I'm just like, okay, please let's not revert. Please let's not revert to old Detroit. Please let's not revert to old Detroit. And and they continued, they continued to win to get to this point where we are. We got robbed by Dallas. They stole a game. And guess what? Ball don't lie. How we say when we play in basketball or football, ball don't lie. How you going to take away our two-point conversion? That's the second time y'all did that to us, Dallas, in Dallas. Okay? Y'all done did that before. You you cut, we, we had a pass interference play, and then you pick <laughs> up the flag. You pick up a, pa- a clear pass interference, and you pick it up, and then you're gonna then you're gonna take away a two point conversion. So you know what, Dallas? I don't know what who what Jerry Jones, what deal he made with who, but bruh, when I tell you he is he is reaping, he is reaping anyway. And 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 it's not the fans. I, I give a shout out to the fans because there's some good Dallas fans out there. They love Dallas, come hella high water. But I will say this: I would rather be in the position I am now than to be in a position where every year I make it to the playoffs for however how many years and get put out the first round. Facts. I'm going to answer a couple more of these questions, and we're going to get to our predictions for uh, what we think is going to happen in this divisional round. And, hey, thank you all so much for tuning in, chiming in, and and, and dropping your questions. Again, if you've never checked uh, checked me out this first time, Big Game James, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive lineman, uh, BGSE Network. Um, home of Big Game Sports Buzz, Big Game's Chop Shop, Game's Peter Perspective, Two Birds, One Show, and Cowboys Cutting Up. Uh, Cartier, uh, we can't pay Baker before we pay uh, Godzilla 13 or so. Mike definitely leaving Tampa, and I would be heartbroken. I think priority. Mike Evans has to get a deal. We have to get a deal done to keep Mike Evans in place. I've said that. I'll continue to say it. Baker signed a one-year deal. He's playing better. I still think we can figure out something to maybe extend that or do a two to three year deal where it doesn't have to be a whole whole lot. Next year, look quarterback in the draft with securing Mike Evans on an extension. Cause uh Baker's playing good. He's doing a good job. Right now, the better he does, the further we go, the bigger his asking price can be. 
but I don't think Baker can come in and demand too much. I right. think he's happy in Tampa. I think he found a good fit, and I think we'll still be able to get him at a bargain. But I am with you on that one. We cannot pay Baker without addressing Mike Evans. I would believe Mike Evans will be a part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 2024 season. How are they going to get it done in the front office? I don't know. They're going to work their magic. I'm about to make a phone call next week and talk to somebody. Is his contract up after this year, Mike Evans? Is his contract up? Yeah, it's coming up. Well, they need to extend it. So they need to go get an extension to get it done before it plays too much. Um, dude, I, I did a story a while back, and y'all can go back and look at the old YouTube channel. I put, I said Mike Evans is a top 10 uh, wide receiver. People thought I was crazy, yet he just continues to impress and do what he does every single year. And, hey, actually speak louder than words. Those drops last week, I don't even flinch at that because I know the type of player Mike Evans is. He won't have two games like that in a row. But if you know. trade him, you no, get a whole bunch of players for him and maybe no, some no, picks. No, no. We'll, I mean, we don't need to trade him. We need to, if we want to continue, if it's about winning. We need to keep Mike Evans. That's what um, I'm talking about. So, so, um, Grandiers, you asked a question a few minutes ago. I'm going to pull that up as well um, because this is a good one. And I know what my answer will be. I don't know if Sean has one that he knows, if he knows any players that's on IR. But, um, if, we, any, if I had a magic wand, I could take any player off IR. I think all Buccaneer fans know where I'm going with this. Ryan Jensen, the all-pro center. If Ooh. there was a chance to undo what's wrong with Ryan Jensen and have him on that line, that leader that he is, and then be able to move um, other people back to where they're supposed to be. Um, like Hainsey, he's he's a big, he's doing great. He's doing good. He's suffice this year. He shouldn't be a center, but he's, he's doing what he has to do, right? If I could bring back Ryan Jensen and have him be in the center and the focal point of the offensive line to be that captain of the O-line. That's the guy that I would pick all day long. Ryan Jensen is missed. We've made good stride and moves, but, you know, it is what it is. It's hard to replace somebody like that. But at the same time, in the game of football, injuries are part of it, and then you have to just be able to adapt and move on. My my, If, if I had a magic wand, I would – I would put it on uh, Laporta. Uh, Laporta, he's he's still slightly hobbled uh, with that uh, with a with a, a knee issue, but that would be my guy uh, that I would want to be at a hundred percent, just because he's a um, he's 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 dangerous. He he's 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 dangerous. Yeah, Ron Lambert, you got a good point. Trade Evans, built for the future. You know, part of me. The old player in me, I hate when I used to see my, my my teammates and people get dealt. So I think part of me, that's what I'm saying, I want Mike to be there. I miss those days of guys being able to finish careers with those teams and for the long haul. Yeah. Um, the NFL is a business. I know that better than anybody because I still hate the Colts because they made a business decision that cost me a couple of million. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, But I understand the game and how it works. If that's what they need to do, to get that draft capital. I heard he said it cost him a couple million. It, he didn't talk about the million he got, the millions, he said. So if he was going to get five million, he still only got three million. You How many of you us could say that? You, you way too high, Sean. Needless Boy, to say. Please. Needless to say. Boy, please. It's, you know, it's it's tough. It's a tough decision that the front office got to make. You know, your heart or your pocketbook, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we about to get to those right there, Grandizer. 
Hey, Cartier, man, I feel you. I love hey, I, I love one three. I, I, I love one three. I mean, solid, good dude, what he does in the community, what he does for the Tampa Bay area, the plays that he makes. You that's a generational talent. You don't get guys that come along like that all the time. So I definitely, definitely, definitely do feel you on that. Uh Ron Lambert said, keep Evans or go get one of these big time young wide receivers coming out. I mean, I feel you. You you've got to find the right one. But at the same time, I'm like, I played with Marvin Harrison Sr. I don't know if Junior has the same tenacity skill set as Dak. Tenacity. You know, big Big Ten wide receivers get labeled as not being able to run the route tree. But there's a that's a good point. With the right pick, you can get another young wide receiver and build. And the way Palmer's playing, I do understand it. Like I said, Ron Lambert, I'm just not a fan of it because I like this day. I mean, I mean, I like uh, Mike Evans. I'm up here reading these comments. And uh, thank you, Chris Cole. Mike Evans is a free agent next season. Um, see, I'm coming from CT. My family moved to Tampa in 99. My granny lived in Lakeland. All right, Cartier. Listen, I was in Tampa from 98 to 2001, and then I went with Coach Dungey to Indianapolis after that. So um, here we go. We, 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 we talked about keys to victory. We, we talked about what we thought our teams could do. We talked about what this season has meant to us. Now, it is time to shake all that and talk about what we think is going to happen this week. Here we go. Simp, you're the guest. Sure, your first time joining. Can Appreciate you. Perspective. Go ahead and lay it out there on me, man. What is your prediction for this game? On this game, my prediction is based on just the fundamentals. The fundamentals is offensive line, defensive line, run game. Boring, not exciting. That's it. I'm I'm confident our defensive line will get pressure on Baker. That's going to make him a little antsy and try to do more than – is going to put Baker into that Superman mentality to try to do more and, you know, cause a whatever. Um, I'm confident with my offensive line to keep that run game going to where the, where the defense down, you know, later in the game, I'm going to predict the lions win. I'm going to stay with what they're saying, you know, six, six and a half, Thank you. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> hey, that's a great pick, man. Uh, Lions six and a half. Um, I love being an underdog. I love the fact that our head coach says that they don't even look at this. You know, they don't even look at spreads now. They laugh and know every week going into it that they're going to be an underdog. I love that people continue to disrespect the uh, NFC South. I believe that this is going to be a good game, but I believe that we're playing a lot better. I believe Tampa Bay goes on the road and they win this game by a score of 28 to 24. 28 24. That's what I believe. Uh, players of the game for your respective teams in the win. I'm going to go on the defense side of the ball. I'm going to say Antoine Winfield Jr. will be the difference maker and make a play that is significant enough in this game to help us win. 
Sims, you got somebody? Yeah, I got I got some I got somebody. I'm 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 thinking that for whatever reason, Gibbs is gonna catch the spirit of Barry Sanders and the history that he has against Tampa Bay over the years. If you ever look up Barry Sanders' highlights, a lot of his highlights was against Tampa. Um shut up, Sean. We don't need that <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh and and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Gibbs is gonna gonna sneak up and probably uh, have about a buck and a quarter rushing. Hey Lamb, I know you know I know the fanboy in me came out a little bit on this game. I do understand that. Um, Matt Stafford showed what it could be, could be done to exploit that team. I believe Baker can do that with those wide receivers, utilize Kate Odden, and being protected if they can protect him. I think we can expose them just a little bit. I think the Rams showed us enough. Now, do we have Puka Nakua? No, but we got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Palmer, and Kate Otten. We got more weapons at wide receiver spot than the Rams did. I do believe that. I do believe that. Rams got a better rookie running back than what Rashad White has played all year. But, you know, it happens, man. Let's see, Sean, first time seeing you on your question. I think you're coming on Sean, you see this question by Grandizer. Now, Grandizer, yeah, give me a little bit of background before he, before he answers this. He, Sean is a real good family friend. You know, we 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 go back like four flats on the Cadillac because he and my cousin went to school together. They're they're damn good friends. So he's a family friend, and bam, you know, that's that's how Sean and I know each other. And he just happens to be a Lions fan. Your green screen is putting holes in your jersey, but he's holding that up. You want me to keep holding it up? No, you're good. You know, you got your you got your Barry Sanders up. That's oh, this, this authentic. That's respect right there. I respect that. Because so, the only the only only Buccaneers jersey I have. I uh, much respect, much respect. It's right there. Um, it's <laughs> out, of course everybody. Of course, a lot of people's uh, favorite player is uh, Barry Sanders. But there was a guy that was doing it before him. And a lot of people don't really remember this cat, but Billy Sims, mm. look at the initials, BS, Billy Sims, Barry Sanders. Oh, Billy bullshit. Sims was nasty, nasty as a running back. Um, and uh, that, it, uh, of course, Barry is the, is the top, but Billy Sims is like my next, just right there, very, just, just under, under Barry. Um, but Billy Sims. Hey, and that sound means that we have come to the end of another episode of Games Peter Perspective. I want to thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening to our banter about what we think our teams are going to do. Needless to say, I just want to see a really good playoff game. I don't want to see no blowouts or anything. Or if we do see a blowout, sorry, Sean. You know, when my seeing, I don't blame you. That it, hey, Cartier Herman Moore was a bad boy wide receiver. Yes, he Ooh. was. Yes, he was. But um, and Robert Porsche was a tight ass, real uh. good as a lineman. And um, shout out to my man Aaron Gilbert who lives out here in the Dallas area now that played a long time for the Detroit Lions as well. Um, but at the end of the day, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Remember to please like, subscribe, smash that bell so you know every time that I'm dropping brand new content and until next time peace